0: We are so glad you have joined us. My name is Dee Dee Jones. I am the associate pastor of Crosswalk, and uh, it is the best place to be. I love Crosswalk for a million different uh, reasons, and uh, they know how much I love them. I also want to welcome you if you are visiting with us today. We're really glad to have you. Thank you for joining us. Um, we want you to know you matter. Let me know that you are out there. Let me know um, what's going on. Miss Mary, I see you and we love you and we miss you. We cannot wait to see you. Oh my goodness, it will not be long. Daisha, I miss you, Daisha. I cannot wait. And I just like saying your name. That is a really cool name. I love that name. Um, Let me see who else do we see here. Rodney. Hey, Rodney. We're so glad to see you. Hope you are doing well. Thank you so much. Please keep letting me know you are out there and um, uh, telling us we're here. We're here. We are also, as soon as I get through here, we get ready to go outside on the parking lot across the way and we're doing a communion, a world communion service today. So what better way to start this new series called Redeeming Ritual? And you're like, what is that? Redeeming Ritual. And today is about communion. How many of us have habits? Did you raise your hand? Do you have good habits? Do you have bad habits? Like what are some of the good habits that we have, right? It's what eating right, uh, working out, prayer time most importantly, time in our word. But what are some good habits that you have? What is also the hard part about habits? Habits can be one of those things that can be bad too, right? We need to get out of certain things that aren't good for our bodies, right? We, we need to watch what we eat. We need to watch what we drink. We need to watch uh, maybe what we say because we've gotten into some bad habits. Well, rituals kind of the same thing. In the church, we've got some good habits and we've got some bad habits. But through this next three weeks, we're going to talk about some rituals, habits that we do that are really good and the meaning behind them. Now, for some of you, you may not have grown up Methodist, right? For some of you, I know that crosswalk is your first Methodist experience. And so when it comes to communion, for us Methodists, it is important. And we're going to talk today about why communion is important. Why communion is a ritual, a habit, we don't want to ever stop doing. So today, I'm, if you've got your Bible with you, I want you to turn to Mark. Mark chapter 14. If you've got your phone, your iPad, turn to chapter 14. We're going to start at verse 12. Verse 12, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was sacrificed, the disciples said to Jesus, where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover meal? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, go into the city, a man carrying a water jar will meet you, follow him. That's not weird at all, is it? Wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher asks, Where is my guest room? Where can I eat the Passover meal with my disciples? Prepare for us. There the disciples left, came into the city, found everything just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal. That evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. During the meal, Jesus said, I assure you, that one of you will betray me, someone eating with me. Deeply saddened, they asked him one by one, It's not me, is it? Jesus answered, It's one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread with me into this bowl. The human one goes to his death just as is written about him. But how terrible it is for that person who betrays the human one. It would have been better for him he had never been born. So that's an interesting conversation, right, at the dinner table. But then it does this change in this moment, like only Jesus can do. When we get to verse 22, he says, but while they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them and said, take this, it is my body. He took a cup, gave thanks and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many. I assure you that I won't drink wine again until that day when I drink it in a new way in God's kingdom. After singing songs of praise, they went out to the Mount of Olives. So I know some of my Crosswalk people, we like to dine together. We like to sit at a table together, don't we? We've discovered in this world that we live in, especially trying to be social. And when you think about what it has been like during this time of COVID, what is one of the things, one of the things that you've missed? It's dining together. Because we love to sit at a table and talk. We communicate so much better, it feels like, when we sit at a table and we can see each other face to face and things aren't crazy. And the whole point of being at that table is to pay attention to one another. The whole point of being at that table is to kind of drop what, our, what has been going on in our mind the past week or the past week, Or maybe you came to that table, what, to, to uh, celebrate a birthday Catch up with a long lost friend. Or maybe you're there to celebrate an anniversary. I just did that on Friday. Maybe it's a first date. Or maybe it's just spending that time with family. Maybe it's business. Many contracts have been signed at the table. This ritual has not changed for decades. For even when Jesus walked this earth, sitting at the table and having a meal together was so important. Important enough that the ritual that, that we know from is called the Passover, where this all started when he said. And the Passover had been a ritual that had been going on for a long time, right? We remember the Passover because it was remembering when the Israelites departed from ancient Egypt. So the Passover wasn't new. But the ritual changed. The ritual changed. And just like in Jesus' fashion, he changes the game. Because he sits at the table and they have all these different conversations, kind of deep conversation. And then all of a sudden, it just stops. He changed the game at that meal that day. And as Methodists, we believe that at that table where Jesus sat with his disciples, at that table where he pulled out the bread and he pulled out the wine, everyone is welcome. So see, when we read these words, those words are for every single person. There is not one person left out of this game. For at this table that Jesus created, and when he spoke, he wanted us to all know that. And when I say all, I mean all. But have you ever thought about why bread? Why wine? Why? I'm not sure that the bread and wine was never really the significance because that's what they served at the Passover dinner. So it makes sense to me that that's what Jesus would pick up because that was what was in front of him. And in all things Jesus is very intentional. And in true Jesus fashion that bread will never look the same. That wine will never look the same. For they became symbols. Bread became a symbol of his body that he would give. That wine would become a symbol for the blood that he would shed. So that we would never forget. So that we would never forget how much he loved. What that meant. To give all that he had. The greatest sacrifice ever given. That's not something that we forget. So then you have to ask yourself this question. What was Jesus really? trying to tell us in that moment. What was he really trying to say? For me, I think he was trying to say remember. Stop. Stop what's been going on the past seven months. Quit thinking about what has happened yesterday. Quit thinking about what is going to happen tomorrow. And stop and remember what this is all about. Remember our time together at this table. Remember our time together that I am still always going to be with you. I am giving you new life I'm giving you life in ways that you will never, ever know. And the next time you sit at this Passover meal, it will never look the same. For this is a new covenant. This is a new covenant. For me personally, this ritual is important. But more importantly than the ritual within itself, it's the heart that you bring to the table. Sometimes we've become a people that we've done it so many times and we know how to do it that we've forgotten that what our heart is when we come to the table is what matters the most. Do I take communion for my own need or do I take communion because I want to remember the words and the promise that Christ left for me and everyone? Nothing is worse than showing up those dinner tables that we all eat together and there's somebody at the table that doesn't want to be there. We all know what that means. We're sitting You know what, at Thanksgiving dinner or Christmas dinner and the family we're sitting with, we kind of go. Or maybe our relationship is struggling and we're having to sit right next to that person. There's nothing worse than when you come to the table and your heart is just not in it. But then, when you sit at that table, there is also something that is so healing. Because you begin to sit and look at that person and you begin to sit and have a conversation and then all of a sudden you forget the hurt. You forget the pain. You forget why you didn't want to be there to begin with. You forget that my next week coming is going to be a hard work week or you forget the hurt that you kind of walked in the door with from the week before. Because when you sit down together, When you sit down together, there's something that happens. And that day that Jesus sat at the table and he changed the game, can you imagine being at that table? My guess is they were probably speechless, right? Because all of a sudden the habits that they had known Changed. All of this, though, comes as no surprise because that's Jesus and the way he showed us this ritual as he had everyone's undivided attention at that table. And for a moment, they could sit back and spend those moments with him. That they knew were just a few more. I also think it's about what do we do with it. What do we do? On those moments, I have a friend, a precious friend. I love her. Her name is Miss Maddie. And Miss Maddie has been like a spiritual mom for me. And Miss Maddie, every single day of her life, she takes communion. And when you talk to Miss Maddie and you ask her, what does it mean to grow spiritually? She'll tell you, honey, and she says it just like that. Honey, you got to pray, stay in your scripture, and you got to do communion. She said, I don't want to forget what Jesus has done for me. And if that means every day I want to remember the price that he paid for me. Miss Maddie, we don't forget. How do I live into this amazing symbol of love given to me and you throughout this craziness we call life? How do we live into that when we know that it's a crazy place right now? For seven months it's been something we have never known before and yet communion still means the same. When habits had to change because the habits I was used to got broken because life happened. And now I don't even know what to do because my old habits don't matter anymore. But then I remember my good habits. The habits that I know I never want to let go of, which is remembering. Communion is not something just to be shared together on a Sunday morning But communion is to be shared with the world every day and in all things And let me say that again because I want you to get that part Communion is not something just to be shared together on a Sunday morning But communion is to be shared with the world every day and in all things For we never want to forget. We always want to remember. When we are sad, we remember. When we are confused, we remember. When we are angry, we remember. When we are hurt, we remember. When we are in doubt, we remember. When we need healing, we remember. And when we need shelter, we remember. For this is the body given for you, and this is the blood that is shed for you. We remember. Remember, when you're going through those places, how much Jesus loves you. Not only did he give his life for you, but he left this beautiful ritual for you to remember How much he loves you. And you know when you're going through things in the world. And you remember you are loved. When you remember you are loved unconditionally. Nothing. Nothing the Bible says can separate you from the love of God. Nothing else matters. But remembering. That whatever you're going through. Wherever you have been. Wherever you feel like you are going. The blood of Christ given for you. The body of Christ given for you. 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 He said, do this in remembrance of me. He never wants you to forget. He never wants you to forget what you mean. To him and how much he loves you. So the next time we are able to come together. If you're coming today at 11 o'clock. Don't forget. Do this. In remembrance of him. The God that loved you so. (laughs) The God that intentionally. Brought a ritual. Ritual. That would change our lives forever. Remember. By your head. Father, I love you and I thank you and I praise you. That that night, that Passover meal, that was a ritual within itself, God, and, and a time of remembering and celebrating. Jesus was a game changer. For he knew better than us what was to come, what was to be, what would happen. And that body and that blood shed and freely given, we never want to forget. Father, we love you. We thank you. We thank you, God. Your precious name.